Hi, AfterBuzzers. You're watching the AfterBuzz TV After Show for Containment Season 1, Episode 12, Yes is the Only Living Thing. Join us as we break down the episode and give you our thoughts and predictions. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. It might seem crazy. Honestly, we need to start with this song because our state of mind is not necessarily here right now. No. I am the opposite of happy, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to fake it till I make it right now. Yeah. Gotta bring bring it up. <laughs> bring it up so we can do this after show and talk yeah. about this episode. I'm your host, Katie Campbell, and you can find me on Twitter at Katie E. Campbell. That's Katie with three E's Campbell. Joining me across the table, Gabriel Gonzalez. What's up, guys? You can find me on Twitter at Double G on TV. And Tiana Hobson. You can find me on Twitter at the Tiana Hobson, and I am in all black tonight because I am in mourning with Jake over Katie. That's amazing. Yeah, I I mean I surprised I got that out because the tears just keep coming, guys. They won't stop. I know. I'm like Katie Campbell right now, and I can't <laughs> stop crying. I know you had your uh, tissue the whole time. The whole time. She did. I yeah. gotta ask, so you guys are the originals, girls. Was Katie's loss sadder than losing Cammy and Davina last oh, season? Oh God. Way I mean, sadder. I did not like Cammy or oh. well, <laughs> I did not like Cammy. I'm a okay. Davina lover, but Katie's death was definitely tougher on me than okay, both of theirs. Okay. I, all of it's the same to me. <laughs> Katie is the crier of crying. Cry of crying, lover of love, <laughs> lover all of love. it. It's, it's insane. What I don't like is when I watch these episodes with you, when you get started, it gets me started because it's like, did man, now I'm thinking, I get <gasps> watery eyes, and then it's like, man, now you're getting me to feel too emotional. I don't yeah. like it. Sorry, not sorry. We're getting you in in touch with your feelings, Gabriel. I know, it's a good thing. It's not two <laughs> weeks Roman in a cry. row. Not two weeks in a row. Well, that's Julie, Julie Black. Fault. Yeah, Julie, oh what are you God. trying to do to me? But it's so amazing. She does it so well. She, she does. does. She does. Before we get into tonight's episode, I just want to say, if you guys aren't already subscribed to us on YouTube, please do so. That is youtube.com slash AfterBuzzTV. We're also on iTunes and SoundCloud. You give us that five-star thumbs up, leave a comment, and tweet us using the hashtag ABTVContainment. And thank you guys so much every week for your comments. Um, you guys are awesome. So No, definitely. We get a lot of... Everyone wants to talk about Claudia Black and, mm-hmm. you know, the Katie incident last week. So it's a lot of fun talking with you guys. Thank you for watching. Yeah. And I am trying to pull up the live feed on my phone right now. So that's why I'm looking there. I'm okay. not ignoring you yeah. guys. <laughs> no, okay, perfect. I thought you were so... ordering a pizza for after the show. No. <laughs> if you guys are in the chat then, send us what you what you thought about this episode. Did you cry? Because I think the first thing we should talk about is lingering on Katie and her death. I mean, like, the first scene of the show just brought tears to our eyes because we're looking at the aftermath and we're remembering Katie and seeing how Jake and Q are dealing with it. Little Quentin. No, definitely. It had that that hangover from last week's episode is how I really saw it. And it was tough. I mean, I... The actor who plays Quentin, you know, just such a great job. And um, I was going to say, what's Sorry. happening? Sorry, it was the ad on the YouTube page. Sorry, guys. Um, I'm on the live chat, though. I got it. I, I was saying something about that young actor. Just He's very talented, and he's good at getting the waterworks out of us, too. So, yes. yeah, it was just one of those scenes, very powerful still. And, I mean, you got to address it because it's the thing everyone is still thinking about after last week. Right. And the thing I noticed is that that room used to be filled with people and kids. And now it's just down to the two of them. 
And that just shows you where we started from versus where we are now. And that really put it in reality for me of, wow, this is the situation we're living in. Quentin's watching his friends disappear. His mom's now gone. He just has Jake, who has been like a father to him for the past 17 days. And I just worry about, you know, what happens next with them. I know, I know. And then that whole, that's an interesting point. I didn't even think about that, how that room dwindled down to the two of them. But when Jake, you know, Cannard's got Katie's body when it was safe to go finally see her and, and burn her body, that was such a hard thing to watch. I mean, they were, he washed her face off and cleaned her up. That was so I don't even know what the word is. It's sweet, but it's sad. It's just... <laughs> bittersweet? Bittersweet, I guess. I don't know. And he, he touched her face, you guys. Yeah. He finally got to make contact with her, which is just... I'm sorry, my allergies. I know. <laughs> but here's the thing. She's not contagious at this point, right? Correct. Did you want him to make out with a dead body, Katie? No, 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 no. <laughs> I wasn't sure where you were going. She's not I contagious, was... so... No, I was worried about him that, touching that her face. That escalated quickly. <laughs> No, opposite. I was worried about him even touching her face. No, okay. you should, once you're gone, the virus is gone as well. So you're safe. That's why Jake was able to touch all the dead bodies to mm-hmm. get them cremated. To put them in that furnace. Well, he had gloves on then anyway, right? So. Yeah, but I mean, that's because he's touching yeah. a bunch of dead bodies of people. He, I don't know when the last time you showered was. True. I don't know you. True. And there's blood all over them. They're sneezing on themselves. Yeah very true so he um what is the item that he took from her then a picture it's a picture of her and quentin okay that he um gently kissed yeah good night sweet friends (gasps) don't even start crying over there you're gonna make all of us cry (laughs) sorry i felt sad i want to go back to the katie side it's less it's harder to cry over there (laughs) oh my gosh okay so i i felt sad that jake you know the first thing he thought about was wanting to get a drink. But, I mean, okay, so I told you guys before we came on air, Yeah. the only thing I thought after the last episode was Jake deserves a drink, and I almost wore my shirt that says all you need is love, and it's crossed out and says vodka instead, in honor of Jake needing a drink, but instead I decided to mourn with him and dress in all black. Yeah. I should have brought a black veil. Oh my gosh, that would have been amazing. (laughs) But the the saddest thing, though, you know, I mean, I understand people, you want to drink after a tough time and stuff, but he has to stay proud and strong and, and, or make Katie proud and stay strong and and look after Quentin and needs to be in the right state of mind. There's crazy stuff going on inside the cordon right now. No, definitely. What I like is uh, we see so much more of his personal motivation, it's upped now. Before, I think he was just, he was trying to survive, he was trying to do his job. Now he's so invested, obviously in Katie and now honoring her memory, but also Quentin. He does feel like he's not just big brother, I think he truly has that father um, father figure mentality with him. He knows Cannards is not going to survive without him, so I think we're seeing his personal motivation just up the, he's up the ante and we're getting into the final stretch for it. Yeah. Sorry, I just don't know what to say. Oh, it's okay. Are you crying over there still? Do you have your tissue? No, I didn't bring my tissue with me, but I'm fine. Oh, no. Okay, all right. (laughs) I um, get me started. (laughs) You know, Jake's decision to want to leave the 
Corden with Quentin to get him out. I think that was that was great. I agree. Let's go. But then he has to stay behind. We'll talk about Canardson a little bit and what's going on over there. But he decides to stay behind, and he's still sending Quentin out. I feel like, okay, so Katie wants him to get him out safe. And I'm a little worried about the fact that he just sent him off and Jake's not there to protect him physically. I'm concerned because we saw what happened to the last person who they found who escaped the cordon. And it was shoot on sight, no questions asked, whatever comes out of there, get shot, killed, dead, end of it. So that's what concerns me because it would kill Jake to know that he wasn't with Quentin and that he sent Quentin down this path. And it ultimately leads to his death. And they can't know that that happened. They don't know that Mm -hmm. that happened. But anything can happen at this point. That's how your mentality has to be. That's why I'm I'm worried about Jake saying, okay, you know, of course he trusts Jana. He trusts her. They're friends. But you can't... It's other people you can't trust. It's like driving. You trust yourself, but you can't trust it's, the other drivers. Yeah, you know, it's, it's situation. That, ar- that sergeant guy whose name I can't remember right now Scott. that I don't... Scott. Yeah, that I can't trust because I know that if Lex is in charge of being at the line, he's going to see Jana mm-hmm. and be like, wait, no, no one shoot. That's the love of my life right there. So right. they'll be fine. But when you have Lommers and people who aren't connected to the characters who are now in that tunnel, that's where it gets scary and... I always thought that I knew there was going to be casualties in this show. I never thought that Katie would be one of them. Oh. I thought of everyone, she'd be the one to make it out. Maybe it was going to be Jake who died instead or something like that. So now that Katie's gone, I'm like, anyone can go. Yeah. I, I have no idea who's next, and it's probably going to be all of them. I'm starting <laughs> to think what you've been predicting all along, that everybody's <laughs> oh. going to die, might be true. Well, okay, what I... That preview, the tunnel, we take it to assume they're trying to just cave, collapse it. So do they get trapped in there? Are they shot when they escape? Do they get shot by the mob who finds out there's an escape route? We don't know. I don't know. The we pre- don't know if we're going to do more crying next week. Uh, well, oh, we, we will definitely be. are. We, we are. will be. <laughs> Bring a box of tissues. Bring your veil. Bring my veil just in case. <laughs> but the person who, who breached the cordon, was that the guy that we saw walking around throughout the episode? I could have sworn it was, but they, yeah. I kept looking for that aluminum foil yeah. uh, mask, but I didn't see it. But I, was, I can't imagine it being someone else. I was wondering what, you know, if it was somebody we knew or, or something. I feel like it, it was him, and maybe he had that aluminum mask because he was doing his, um, what's it called? Scouting? No, like he he was starting. He was really in isolation, oh. starting his quarantine oh, okay. process. He, so he was sick. You think? I don't think he was sick. I think oh. he was just protecting himself, and then went and did the quarantine thing. Right? Because isn't that what Mies is technically doing? Is that okay? You start your forty-eight hours to prove you don't have the virus, even if you don't look sick when you enter, and then when that's done, you get it to the other side of the tunnel. Yeah. That's, what I, that's how I understood what he was doing. Yeah. Because he said, oh. you, you have to start your quarantine right. tonight. And he yeah. kept saying quarantine to people. Um, so I, I understood it as they have to do 48 hours of quarantine. And then he kind of takes them on the underground railroad of gotcha. the cordon to escape. So is that what we're expecting with all of our people that are going in? They're going for the quarantine first? Yes. I'd assume, yeah. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about them. Jana, Susie, and Sam... And their mission to come up with the funds uh, to get out. I thought that was interesting. The whole building was already taken. 
by the it's pretty much looted already the tweakers the tweakers they took everything you gotta assume maybe trey sent someone after the fact yeah yeah um i think it was really sweet when they were trying to get into dennis's um safe (laughs) safe that it was Susie's birthday that was the code or does it make dennis even more of a douchebag thank you Uh, i think uh, it just paints him as an even bigger douchebag because here you are using her birthday as the safe on or as the combination but you never made her feel like she was that important to you you always put your family first which you should yeah but you should also not be cheating on your family with you know your office co-worker so i guess was it a nice gesture or was it just a sleazy gesture that's where i'm in his mind it's probably the nicest he could be but it also just makes them a douchebag. Yeah. Even bigger yeah. one. So here's the question. The okay. thing that was inside the safe, the bracelet, the diamond bracelet <laughs> that was engraved with I love you, who was that for? Susie or his wife? That's a great question. I, I don't even know because <laughs> that, that's like, he, I could see him hiding it there so that his wife doesn't find it. Yeah. I could also see him hiding it there. Well, I could see him hiding it there so his wife doesn't find it because it's for her for their anniversary. And I could also see him hiding it there so his wife doesn't find it and find out that it's actually for Susie. Right. So either way... Can you write that down? (laughs) It has to be maybe... That's a good point. But maybe it has to be for Susie because she could possibly get in there knowing her birthday or in that way would it make it for the wife if he died in his wife before his wife and this whole cordon thing wasn't happening and she needed to get in that safe and then she finds out that it's Susie's birthday combination to get into the safe he's gonna be in deep shit yeah even though he's dead at this in this hypothetical you know we we will never know (gasps) do you think that's why he was actually going back in the first place wanting to get inside there to cover his tracks. I don't think because so. Because he was freaking out about it. I could see him coming back for that reason oh, because no. he's a douchebag. He's, oh, it's slept like so him. in the air. It's like, you know, of course this was always for you, Susie. I love you so much. No. Well, Kiki Lopez um, in the Hi, chat Kiki. says, I want to hope it's for Susie. Mm. So hopefully. <laughs> yeah, poor Susie. Poor Susie. I mean, I hope it's for her too, but I think even at this point, Susie doesn't even know and is like whatever let's just yeah get out of here well, they do have more important things to think about right now so that helps true uh what do you think about Teresa and xander and the baby leanne wanting to go to grandma and grandpa's as opposed to leaving the cordon that was their initial decision you know they feel safer over there do you guys agree with that Initially, I did, because I understand her concerns. Her baby is days old, Mm -hmm. and you don't know what the trek is. And they said something about the sewer system of Mm -hmm. escaping. So I'm just thinking other people's feces everywhere. Not where I would want my newborn. So I understood where she was coming from, but I also loved what her grandma said to her about how, you know, you run to what's safe and familiar to you Mm -hmm. in these times, and that you... You can't always do that, and that the best choice is to get out of here while you can. No, I agree. I thought it was a smart idea for them to just hunker down, try to ride it out. I felt like, you know what, that's the smartest thing that's happened since the cordon came up. But now, if they're out of food, they're not going to find food. We take it to assume they're more than likely to starve to death if they just sit there. Because they can't afford to get money or food from Trey, I think. Mm -hmm. Or they don't want to on principle. So now they're in that rock and hard place situation. 
Yeah, and I feel there was a sweet moment with the grandma giving her the pearls for her ticket out of there, three tickets out of the cordon. That was such a sweet moment. It was a very sweet moment. But now I'm really worried about grandma and grandpa. I'm so worried about both of them. They both are injured. They're both cut up and... You know, she said, do you think they knew when she left? I'm like, you're holding this baby and you have this cut that's an open wound. And we don't know if it's just infected or if it's infected with something else. I know she hasn't left that house, but with the way this virus is spreading, there's there's just no way to know for sure. I think Julie Pleck is looking to make a few deep cuts to make sure we feel the impact of containment. So I actually think that... Bert is somehow not going to make it protecting Micheline, <gasps> but she's still going to lose a leg because no. it's infected. I don't need to cry more. I, I cried with Bert and Micheline, <laughs> like, all the time, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's just being realistic. I just, don't I feel like their number is up. Do this to me. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm already upset when he, you know, Bert was outside in the court and he hurt his ankle. Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. I really hope that they both can survive somehow. Maybe this cordon will end, um... Very soon, next episode. <laughs> well, Hopefully. I mean, if it doesn't end in the next episode, that would just be the worst tragedy out of all of them. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about you guys, but Meese is making me angry. Well, he's always been a prick. Yeah, well, Thank what you. Is, he just, you know, he doesn't want to take the baby because he could get caught and the baby's going to be crying. Okay, good point. But then all of a sudden, when Sam says, really, you're not going to take a baby, he's saying, all right, now I'm not taking you because of your attitude, but I'll take the baby. Wait, but the baby still is going to cry, so I don't understand where your head thought. You know, what, what are you thinking? Jake, you just need to put a bullet in him already. Uh, ooh. <laughs> Y'all know his true studio ooh. audience. You know, we yeah, had but, enough of... Him, he burned the evidence. He's turned his back on his brother in blue, which is a big crime for cops. Mm -hmm. You know what? You just can't do that. If it isn't Jake, it's got to be Trey. Mm -hmm. Um, You know what? I can see, uh, what is it? Officer Scott or Sergeant Scott maybe doing it and just poetic justice. I do think that Meese deserves to pay for what he's done. I don't know if straight up killing him is the way because that doesn't fit his crime. And I feel that he would... Killing him doesn't make him suffer in any way the way he's making other people suffer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I believe that instead of just killing off people, we should, you know, hey, why not force them to live a miserable life for the rest of their lives? Take away, Yeah, lock them up. Throw away the key. That Mm -hmm. kind of thing. I, I do sort of understand his initial point of the baby crying. Right. After that, I think it's a power thing with him. Yeah. He's in here. He needs to make sure he has power and Sam as a person who's questioning authority all the time is very strong and independent in himself we've seen him at the bit scam place take the leadership role there and be like this is what we need to do XYZ so he's not going to just go along with Mises plan mm-hmm. all willy nilly like everyone else will all the other paying customers that he's probably taken through or whatever at this point yeah. so I think mm-hmm. that's why he didn't want Sam there because and if he's up to something shady, now he doesn't have someone who could possibly threat. overpower him right. in the way. True. Well, I'm sad for Sam. You know, he he tells Jana to tell Nick um, that he'll see him soon and that he's fine. I'm sad, but I think it was really sweet. I always felt like he was sweet. I know there's been some kind of maybe he's bad thoughts, but... Why, why you look at me when you say because that? Because you've been saying that this whole time. <laughs> but I really it's think true. he's a good guy. 
I do. And I kind of hope to see, you know, he's alone now, but Scan, they're all leaving to escape. And Jake, maybe they can team up and Sam can help Jake at the hospital. I was mm. thinking that, that, you know, it's about time they can't do this alone anymore. And if Lex isn't there to help out Jake, I think Sam is going to be the one who really needs to... He's going to... Jake is going to need his help in order to power their way out of the final situation. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about Trey and Cinco and the rest of the gang going to Cannard's? I mean, everybody wants Cannard's dead now because somebody... What was that? An ice cream truck? Yeah. They're yeah. convenient for lots of things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Letting everybody in the court <laughs> know what this press release was about with Lommers. And so... I guess in earlier episodes it was mentioned that Canerts was in the cordon because they haven't had any communi- right because they haven't no. had any communication. So how would people know that he's at the hospital? Because oh, that part wasn't said in the prep in maybe the very say, I feel like maybe in the earlier episodes when they still had TV and stuff, yeah, it was reported that he was there working on a cure. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. But, I was a little more surprised. You know, there's a brother named Cinco. I mean, mm-hmm. I just don't see that that often. But <laughs> you know. Cinco probably his childhood nickname. Uh, I now yeah. I feel bad that I didn't ask Mikel. You don't got room for a guy in the crew named Ocho. So, <laughs> oh then, my then, goodness! Hey, I, gotta have some fun. Wah, it's been a sad wah, two wah, weeks. Wah. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Do you guys think that Canards is really onto something with with the? Uh, I do. Organization, the vaccine. I think he's got to be because it's the season finale next week. If <laughs> yeah. he's not, what is the solution? And well, what what better way for it to come after one of our main and favorite characters dies yeah. is yeah. that he saves the life of a gangbanger. Yeah, That's the start gosh. of it all. Because that really balances <laughs> the power back again. That softens the blow of losing Katie, all right? This is sarcasm, in yeah, case yeah, you guys yeah. couldn't pick up on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what he says, too, did you guys, were you guys understanding what he was saying, that Thomas has high levels of interferon, and then... He spoke a lot of doctor. Right. <laughs> With the serum of his blood. I was trying to wrap my head around all this to figure out, like, is this actually possible, and why couldn't he think of this two days ago? So we didn't have to lose Katie. But I think because they lost Katie, that's why he was able to figure this out. Because he realized, in Katie's case, what about Thomas's blood worked and what didn't. Yeah, Thomas's blood apparently helped Katie survive longer than the other patients he's, you know, tried to develop a vaccine. So he believes that finally he has something that should be the basis for a vaccine. You know, real world, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be the real thing. You'd still have to do more tests, but I think they're going to do tele- uh, television escape and, oh, this is it. It actually worked. Are you guys feeling bad for Canerts right now? Everybody's wanting to attack him, and, and even his own doctor that was dying is blaming him, saying this is Canerts' fault. It's why I'm sick. Are you guys feeling bad for him at all? Yes and no. I feel bad for him because... Lommers has thrown him to the wolves without him even mm. knowing about it and putting the blame fully on him. Mm-hmm. And then no, because he did, he was part of this. He did go with the plan of blaming the wrong person. He once, he had a choice at the beginning of this and he could have chosen a different path, but he chose to go along with them. So it's kind of like you made your bed, now lie in it. Maybe yeah. it is because I know Gabriel has been talking about him having some kind of incentive of why he's going along with it. 
Is there something they promised him? I feel like it's got to be. He seems to be a very morally, um, you know, morally driven person in terms of his work. So I would like to think that there is something more. You also got to think that um, Lomers is a force that has a lot of, uh, you know, power to make things disappear. And I'm assuming also people disappear. So he's aware that when he's being told he has to do something. That being said, he can't be forced to... He's a doctor. Let's play, you know, a little bit of game. He can fake it that, oh, I don't know how to replicate the serum. So I'm assuming there's something more to why he's doing everything, but we just haven't gotten that final secret or if we're going to get it because I really thought this would be the episode where that card is flipped for us. Mm. Um, One other person I feel bad for is Cinco. You do? I do. He was caught in the line of fire. Well, you know, there are four more guys for Trey. You know, you got Uno. But that's Dos. His, but is, is it his brother? Yeah. Because yes. he grew up with him, and, and they was talking about a time getting drunk with him when he was younger. And um, I'm sorry, he, but that doesn't make me feel more sympathetic for Cinco. Oh, I, I, felt I, bad. I don't want anyone to get the disease in this way, but it's kind of uh, ironic thing because you they have taken over the store where they're charging people crude prices they've pulled guns on Teresa and her baby and oh. Xander and all these they've done a lot of bad things yeah. so karma's gonna catch up mind. to you, you. <laughs> like, karma is this bitch and so yeah. sometimes she comes and kicks you in the nuts when you're down yeah. and that's what happened to poor Cinco Oh, my God. You just changed my mind again. I'm sorry. (laughs) I mean, I'm just thinking, yes, I feel bad because I don't think that, again, he should have to be sick. But at the same time, they rolled into this hospital trying to do something. They knew that people were after him. They're supposed to be... um, they're supposed to be protecting Cannards. How did this guy in a gas mat suit walk past all of them straight up to the doctor with nothing on? And then his brother is the one who shot, then splattering the blood all over. I actually thought the bullet was going to go through and through and hit Cinco and that he right. was going to kill his own brother. I, I thought that was how it was going well, down. He kind of did. Yeah. True. I actually thought, what if one of the bullets hit Cannards and now they don't need to have a way to get the cure? It's like, oh, are you kidding no. me? Yeah, we really do need Cannards. Whatever he went through, we need yeah. him because he's got he's on a track yes. for something. That's the double-edged mm-hmm. sword of every situation in this story is that, yes, we, we need this person around, but then they've done horrible things, so mm-hmm. you don't want them to be happy and survive yeah. this. But at the same time, without Cannards, we may never get a cure because... Lomers and them, they they don't have any idea. They're not True. in the court and they cannot solve this problem. Only yeah. he can. Well, here's a question, and I think a lot of the viewers would like to chime in on it. Do you guys think that Canards is beyond redemption if he finds a cure? I don't no. think he's beyond redemption. Yeah. yeah, that's what I think. I think he can still make up for a lot of the things that have gone wrong. Well, it shows something, too, about Lamar's character in the fact that she blamed him and is pinning it all on him when he's the only person that can possibly find the cure, so it puts his safety at risk. So she, it's almost like she sank by to the entire cordon. But she did say, right. I don't care if the entire cordon has to die to save us. So she does not care about that. She's like, fine, if they want to kill their only hope at survival... Fine by me, kill him away, and then we're gonna let you guys sit in there until you all rot and starve to death. 
basically. I just feel so vindicated to know Lammers finally revealed as the big bad. <laughs> yeah, let's talk a little bit about all of this and Thank this you whole for mission <laughs> that Lex went on. So he got that address at the end of last episode and he mm-hmm. went on the little hunt, this little yeah. scavenger hunt situation. Right. So Leo led him to a storage unit when mm-hmm. he found the papers in a pipe and there were two sets of papers. One was for Mises' wife, the $50,000 for her house being paid off. Yes. And the second one was $250,000 paid to Katrina Hobbs. And that is the mother of Noah Hobbs, who worked in a warehouse. About, can you guys who explain the situation for me? fell off a ladder at work right. that's at the Anderson Supply Warehouse. Yes. Do you think the mom thinks that's really what happened, or do you think she knows the truth? I, I don't know. I think that um, she she seems like one of those person who's willingly made herself ignorant. Like, I don't think that's what my mm. son did, but I never asked him because I didn't want to know. Right. And because of the way she said he made it back from Afghanistan, fine, and then fell off a ladder at work, yeah. and that's what didn't... It seemed like a little bit of she Skeptical. didn't fully yeah. believe it, but they're great at covering their tracks, so there's no way for her to even fight it or yeah. investigate any of it. Did uh, he work at the CBRN, which is the chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear place? <laughs> That's a lot of ologicals. I know. Remember high school chemistry? No. <laughs> Barely. The, well, or I don't want to. You know, when they made us just like, what, the flashcards and all that? That's yeah. what that felt like, listening to it and writing it down. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I think what, he did, okay, yes. Okay, so he worked for this place. And what did they do at this warehouse? They were testing a bio... It's for bioterrorism, right? They were testing something on animals? Yes. Uh, yes, because we saw those what looked like the miniature like rat or whatever animal skeletons. But oh, there I think rats. Or I mean, there was cages. I don't know yeah. what type of animal was right. in the cages, but there was definitely uh, a lot of dead animals. Yeah, yeah. from listening to Lomers, the way I understood it is, you know, there's some off the books research that they do because bioterrorism doesn't get the same funding for you know protecting against it. Mm-hmm. So they were doing some under-the-table research that... And he happened to create the super virus and he got himself infected with it. And that starts the chain of events. So he, he was patient zero. He was the patient <coughs> zero. I'm sorry. Four to six feet. No, you're good. Bless you. Are you <laughs> no, sick? Yeah, that Are was you the first sick? sign, guys. Oh, God. You need to be quarantined. I'm following, I'm following Katie's footsteps. I'm not going to make it. <laughs> you need to be quarantined. I, I almost made it. I have a perfect record. <laughs> Out of, if only you had the veil. If only I had the veil. I went vampire pose, you know, yeah, like, yeah. almost like a dab. <laughs> the da- well, I, I just got to say, I've never seen Stefan Damon or Klaus do that move on the shows. <laughs> you act like I don't watch them. We've talked about this. I know. <laughs> All right, back to containment. I'm sorry. So. Well, you were saying. You Noah, were explaining oh, the yeah, whole yeah. situation. So, oh, yeah, so. it was me. Uh, um, Noah Stubbs was the original patient zero. Hops. No, Hobbs. Hobbs. Stubbs. Where did Where I get, did that, you get from? that from? Noah Hobbs <laughs> was the, the original movies. patient zero. And, and he didn't make it out of the plant. So everything was shut down from there. Yes. And it did not get out. But then Sabim gave Burns. Uh, Burns more money, a new research lab to continue his study on this stuff. And that's when he got infected yeah. unknowingly we assume, and was screwing around with his girlfriend in the closet. Mm -hmm. And then when he realized it is when he quarantined himself Mm -hmm. and 
at that point, it was already out. Yes, and I think two important things to note is they didn't just lose Hobbs, but uh, all those bodies in the warehouse, so we take it to assume, you know, Sabine had the situation taken care of kind of deal. And it wasn't just to create the virus, but recreate the virus with the intention of creating a vaccine so that if someone else made it, they would have the cure for it already set. So that's her logic that we learned behind the situation. Do you guys think this is an actual real thing that is going on? Definitely. In Uh, our world with the government, yes. I'm terrified. Where do you think all these random viruses come from, Katie? Are you serious? (laughs) Where do you think things like the... What's like an old world disease that hasn't been around for a while that like is making its way back right now? Like I'm a throwback Thursday hay fever. <laughs> oh, not no. hay fever. I just had hay fever when I sneezed. It's cool, guys. <laughs> but no, you know, like smallpox hasn't yeah. been around, but like there's say there's cases of smallpox right. in today's society. Government keeps that stuff around, Polio, always I trying think to think. another one. Yeah, like, I think that it's definitely something that's happening right now. There's a lot of things that happen in this world that we do not know about. Oh like goodness. how she said, yeah. August 23rd is the last time the government prevented a bioterrorism attack. Tech. That stuff is happening daily that we just never know. This is terrifying. This is top secret classified level one. Well, here's the thing, though. All of these, <laughs> there's a bunch of viruses out there that go, that go viral, and yes. um, we have cures for it, or vaccines, so we've got smarter scientists. They have well, a cure for cancer that they won't give out. Oh, my God. Now I'm just it's, being a <laughs> crazy person. You're one I, of the, that's you, a crazy you don't get thought. your flu shot, do I'm you? a conspiracy theorist most of the time. Do you get your flu shot? I um, I haven't in a while, but I did when I worked with I'm kids. Your, I had one when I worked. With I got kids. I got mine too, mm-hmm. and it's like everyone is like, "You're gonna get sick, you're gonna get sick," and then I wait like three days, like, "Oh shoot, I'm fine." Oh well, I actually got sick like three times <laughs> shortly after. Okay, you just I got bad shot. Luck. I think it's different for everyone. Maybe I don't know. But how did you guys feel about Lex? Do you think that he's actually after he heard Lammers explain all of that? Do you think you know he kind of did that united front with her again. He was standing next to her saying, yes, no one in, no one out. Do you think he is playing the game? Or do you think he's back switched sides again saying, okay, I understand where you're coming from? I think he's playing the game because like Tiana said, uh, Jana there and Jake, you know, he knows the situation is really dire for them in there. And I think we're setting up for the season finale to come down to something. He's probably going to take action against Lammers if he finds out that Jana is the one in her line of fire to keep everyone inside. Mm-hmm. And you have to think about what his dad has been telling him. You know, they always are telling you to play the game and to if when they say jump, you jump even higher. That kind of stuff, which is very true. Mm-hmm. Um, especially not to get racial, but especially for like a black man in a power in a position of power. Mm-hmm. If you have to play by a very safe, you have to walk a very safe line to make sure you're not pissing off people on both sides. So I think at this point, he is taking a little bit from what he's learned from his dad and a little bit of what he's learned from Leo. Mm -hmm. And he's combining it together to Mm. play the game long enough to take everybody down. Let's take Lommers down. I'm on that. I'm on your ship. (laughs) Finally! Can I get a hallelujah sound effect, please? There was a hashtag in here from Kiki Lopez. Hashtag throw Sabim over the cordon wall 2016. I love you, Kiki. Thank you. (laughs) And then we'll see how she feels about no one in, no one out. Oh, I love it. I think they should throw her husband in there, too, because I still think he has something 
yeah, sketchy should. to do with all of this too and maybe she could still be slightly protecting him and maybe didn't have as much to do with it as Ooh. I really hope she, Claudia Black is watching right now over, and we're throwing him over I'd say we throw the Sabine family over yes <laughs> I love family. it I've been waiting too long okay I think we covered everything in this episode let's jump into some predictions and now your after buzz TV Predictions. So we see in the previews, everybody's escaping. Our, our crew going through the tunnels, they're escaping, um, and we see everybody outside saying, "All the escapees, we're gonna, they're gonna be neutralized by the end of day." And they're doing some bombing things to block off, you know, this tunnel. And we see that Lommers is scared for perhaps the first time this season. It's gonna be intense. It is gonna be intense. I'm sticking with my prediction. That I've been saying most of the season, everyone's gonna die. Oh my god! It's sad and it's tragic, but here's what's happening: I'm in mourning, okay. I'm in all black, I'm in a very dark headspace. <laughs> so, not only should everyone in the cordon die, but everyone should <gasps> die because everyone needs to feel <laughs> the loss like we're feeling. Katie needs to be reunited with her yeah. son and with Jake and Jana and Lex need to be together and if everyone's just dead and Lomer needs to be gone and Scott, the sergeant master, needs to be gone. Everyone, all men must die. Hey, 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 where'd that come from? Well, <laughs> I told you I'm in a very dark headspace because I'm in mourning with Jake. Katie, so. can but you everybody, scoot over? Everyone will be together, though. That's a nice point. I, I'd like to point out, Katie didn't die. She said on uh, Twitter she just changed her name and moved to Mystic Falls. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, That's so, awesome. Watch she shows um, up next season. Right? But, um... Yeah. Okay, since it is final predictions, um, Canards is going to come up with the cure. People are going to die before they get it. I don't know necessarily who, but I feel like that is one situation we're setting up for. Like I said earlier, it's going to come down to Lex and Lommers, and he might he might be the one who takes Lommers out after everything if he knows that Janna is um, in danger of being just killed mm-hmm. as the company tries to escape. I don't know what happens with Trey, but I'm going to hit you guys with a, something I didn't think I'd say. What? After everything that has happened and how it's going, I think Sabine Lommers is going to survive. Oh. And, then she's gonna and go I did not MP. think well, that would happen. Well, maybe she will survive and then she'll be locked up. And That's then not she can enough. You know? Not, she got to no, get I sick. Think she will survive and she will get away get free and she will go on to the next case because at the end of the day, like she explained, she's doing her job. Oh. She's and got... And it, it's methods that no one agrees with, but it's also a job that no one wants. Right. And at the end of the day, she has to do what she has to do to protect all Americans and the world, basically. But I don't yeah. think you could do that morally by turning your back on innocent people. And if that's why she took that job, I, I think that that's more about I don't think it's a job that you take with morals. You can't that, do that job with any sort of morals. I could never do it. it yeah, like, if you have morals, you cannot do that. You cannot do your job properly, if that's you. But then you, you know, you made your bed, you sleep in it, so Lommers... My hope is she gets sick or taken out by the mob, getting dropped in the cordon, but... There's a chance she might make it, so I can't yeah. wait. I think, is Leo going to come back next week? That's what think? I was thinking. I, I think so. I think they're Where setting him up to bring a bit of the like, cavalry. You know he's alive because yeah. he sent the pizza, but... 
Oh, yeah. Dude, where, where are you? Are you going to show your face? Maybe huh? at the very end. Yeah. I hope to see him. I think it's going to be intense next week. I hope that Jake lives. I could totally see... If Quentin dies, I'm going oh, to lose it. So I think he'll survive. And I could see Jana sacrificing her, herself for Susie, though. Mm, I can see that. I hope mm-hmm. that's not the case, but I could totally see her doing that. I mean, Jake... And, and going back to Jake and Quentin... Jake did promise to find him. So Mm -hmm. I think that at the end of the day, we'll see those two reunited. Oh, okay. Well, on that beautiful (laughs) note, let's go out on that happy note. (laughs) And let everybody know where they can find you and tweet you until next week. You can tweet me and Instagram me at the Tiana Hobson. Hey, guys. You can find me on Twitter at Double G on TV. I can't wait to talk about the season finale with you guys. And you can find me on Twitter at Katie E. Campbell. That's Katie with three E's. Campbell. Instagram at Katie Campbell 13 and YouTube.com slash Katie Campbell online. And we'll see you guys next week for the season finale. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.